0: Hey, Buds, a quick note before this episode kicks off. At the end of the episode, you will hear us bantering about me trying to get Lainey to jump into Fallout 76 with us. And um, we'll cut to the chase here. I'm I was able to do so. I got her a copy of the game. She is going to be joining us on PC and we are going to have a big welcome party for her next Monday, Monday night. The what is the date? I'm going to be looking at the date after the show that we record Monday night on the 14th. After the show, so we will record the episode at 9 p.m. Eastern slash 6 p.m. Pacific. We'll do the the episode and then we're going to have a in-game Fallout 76 party to welcome her to the game. So. Please put that on your calendar. Join us for that. It's going to be super fun. That's next Monday, the 14th. If you're on PC, you're welcome to join us and I'll be streaming it and it'll be a, a hooting, hollerin' good old time. That's what they say in Appalachia, I guess. All right, let's get to the episode. Robots Radio presents... Landers, Vault dwellers. It is time again for the Fallout Lorecast. This time, live on twitch.tv slash Robots Radio. I am here with my new regular co-host, Lainey. Lainey, how are you? How's it going?
1: Going good. Today, I went to the beach this morning in a very safe, COVID-friendly way.
0: Uh-huh, Built a lot uh-huh. of
1: furniture. Had a very productive day.
0: You bu- you build beach furniture. You bu- you build furniture, furniture at the beach.
1: Oh no. Can you imagine how sandy it would get?
0: Yeah, it would be very sandy. Unless so it was specifically sandy. outdoors furniture. But yeah, I take it that it was not outdoors no, furniture. I
1: don't have an outdoors for furniture.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Um <laughs> <laughs> This is your host, Tom or Robots, and this is my co-host, Lainey. And we are back this week live on Twitch. As I noted, we are doing this live every week. If you want to get in to see this live thing happening in front of your faces and be part of chat and know and listen to the episode before it comes out on the podcast by like a day or two early, then make sure you join us every Monday night on twitch.tv slash robots radio because that's where we will be doing this this podcast. This week, Lainey has been digging into some details and has some thoughts about everyone's favorite super... No, that's not true. I want to say everyone's favorite super mutant but... He's just not. He's just not everyone's favorite super mutant. He is a super mutant and some people's favorite super mutant, our good buddy and companion, Strong from Fallout 4. And Lainey, you have some, some details to go over with that. So we will be transitioning into that in a second. I'm going to preface some more about what we're doing on the rest of the episode later on we will be giving our call outs to our new patrons because it is time again to do that is the beginning of the month so anyone who signed up on patreon last month will be getting their call outs and I will be reading any of the uh, reviews that came in so here we go let's do the little vault door thing and then Laney I'm going to kick it off to you so get ready
1: go for it said um and from what i've heard from other players most people don't really like partnering up with strong although we have someone in the chat right now uh scully face that says strong is their favorite so you know some people it's a it's a mixed bag Mm -hmm. um most people you know they have a hard time because strong is not stealthy he will never sneak he likes when you eat people um,
0: he likes when you eat people. Yeah, I don't remember that. I used him for a while, but I don't. Maybe I wasn't a cannibal at the if time. If you never
1: but- cannibalized anyone, how would you know? <laughs>
0: That's true. I think, I think I did take that perk at some point in one of my playthroughs, um, but I must not have had Strong with me because he wasn't a regular go-to companion, but sometimes I would take him along because I wanted to find, you know, the milk of human kindness. But yeah, go on. That's a, that's a very interesting thing that he's like, yes, eat the flesh of human. Well, super mutants do eat people. Right.
1: That's just part of what they do. So for him, that's totally normal. It's a waste of meat, essentially, if you kill someone and don't eat them. <laughs>
0: yes solid points solid points
1: um he also likes to threaten everyone you come across if you have a different companion and you switch them out with him or vice versa he will threaten them um he hates jazz when you meet um (laughs) 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 When, (laughs) when you meet uh the jazz singer i can't remember the name off the top of my head um in the game, there's that there's a woman who sings. Oh and yeah, um, yeah. What is you her, name? her name? Chat's
0: gonna chat's gonna tell us. Um, that's why we have Chat Magnolia. Yes. Yes. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> thank you, thank you, Mothman's Ranger.
1: You have the option when you're playing to compliment her singing, and if you do, he gets very upset with you.
0: <laughs> so Super a long don't list of dislikes. It's a little too complex for their uh, for their liking.
1: Yeah, maybe he's just like non improv guy. You know, he doesn't like
0: music Mm -hmm. that is interesting those those chord structures are just too much
1: (laughs) um he you know he has his milk thing he talks about milk religiously even um his whole life purpose seems to be going after the milk of human kindness and we'll go back to that in a little bit um but the main problem people have with strong is just how many things he dislikes and of course he has plenty of things that he likes as well But the balance is a little difficult if that's not the way you like to play. Um, Some players will never play with him anyway. In order to get him, you don't meet him along the main story. You have to get the Trinity Tower Distress Call and then follow through with the Curtain Call side quest, where you rescue him from the Trinity Trinity Tower along with um, another man, Rex who has been talking to him. And that's how you find out that strong isn't going to murder you (laughs) because Mm -hmm. all the other servants there um, are actually holding him hostage. And so he needs your help. And in turn, he ends up spending a lot of time with you and helping you. Uh, But there are people who get past the dislikes and do end up spending a lot of time with him that believe that he is worth playing with. And maybe it just matches their play style. Um, but for plenty of reasons, you know, he has his own story. It might not be as complex as Piper, for example, but True. he does have one. He has motivation. He has a personality.
0: Um, yeah. And, and basically his play style is like shoot things, blow them up, and I guess eat them too, right? Yeah. Like heavy weapons, <laughs> uh, run in, kill everything, uh, chaos. And it, it makes sense. He's a super mutant. You know, that's He's like super mutant, super mutant. That is the super mutant way of life. You, you bust in, you kill a bunch of fools, you eat them, I guess, and then you move on from there. <laughs> and maybe you kidnap people and turn them into super mutants if, if you're also one of the groups that does that. There's that as well.
2: So for
1: people who like to roleplay as characters in their games, which I know that you do sometimes,
2: mm-hmm.
1: um, it can be hard if you're staying in character to have a very opinionated companion because you don't want to switch up your gameplay style. You want to stay the same. It's strange if you, I mean, unless it is the story you're role-playing, for you to meet one random super mutant and suddenly go from being super stealthy to becoming just, just super brutal, you know, out of anywhere. So, unless you're a misguided beefcake to begin with, probably it's not for you. But if you do play with Strong, you know that you cannot romance him,
0: tragically. Tragically,
1: <laughs> but if you abide by, his I'm sure there's list. wait
0: wait 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 hold <laughs> on hold on. I'm sure there are some people out there. This game has been played by millions of people at this point. I'm sure there are there's somebody out there who's like. Super heartbroken about that. Like uh, we talk about this on the show with uh, some of our patrons, some of the patron chat episodes, and there are members of our community that are very, very into some of the ghouls because they like the personalities, and that makes up for a lack of, say, flesh on their faces and things People like that love on occasion.
1: Hancock,
0: for sure. Right? People love Hancock. Hancock is, um, you know, he's a he's a bold. Dude, who has made some? Uh, we have an entire have an entire episode about that. Some people love the ghouls, you know. They're they're seen as you know outsiders. They're ostracized. People can identify that with that, right? When it comes to super mutants, you kind of have a similar thing going on there, but it's a little bit different. I'm sure there's somebody out there, yeah. And like uh, Mothman's Ranger says, there's probably a mod for that. There's probably there probably is a mod for that.
1: Probably is a mod for that. You know, <laughs> if it if it really is that unfortunate that you can't romance him, someone's got to fix it.
0: Yeah. Yeah someone has to fix it. Um now we all we know from the super mutant episodes that super mutants don't have any s- sex organs anymore. They are non-gendered and they are, you know, evolved and mutated from to whoever they were previously. And in most cases, they don't even associate with gender at all. They, mm-hmm. you know, Some of them have uh, echoes of their past still in their brains, so they might associate themselves with who they were previously and some sort of gender because of that. But usually they don't. So that, that's a little bit of a complication on any sort of romantic uh, connection to somebody. They're just kind of, you know, uh, I don't know. In some ways, super all kind of turn into the same thing. Mm-hmm. Which is difficult, but Strong is different. He's different. He's, you know, he's looking for that milk of human kindness.
1: He is. He is looking for the milk of human kindness. We'll get to that in a minute. Um, So, yeah. So if you do spend a lot of time with Strong, you would know that despite not romancing him, if you do get on his good side, you can get the Berserk perk, which essentially gives you 20% more melee damage when you're below 25% of your health. Which is really great if you are, you know, a hack and slash kind of guy, because Strong will really help you. You know, that's also Strong's playing style. (laughs) And it's just, it's nice to have perks that go with what you're doing. So if that's what your goal is, instead of trying to level up and get more perks like that, you could just do all the things he likes and avoid all the things that he dislikes, but that can be hard.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: When you compare Strong to Fallout 3's Fox, that people, Love very much and has had you know a few flukes with where he's been incredibly overpowered. Um, but some people like that because they could just go into any setting and just blow shit up.
2: <laughs> 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 um,
1: you know, people who played with Fox may not have enjoyed Strong as a companion in Fallout 4 if that's what they're expecting. But if Fallout was going to present you with another Fox, they would have and they didn't. You know, they wrote Strong. For a reason, they thought that he would be an interesting character, interesting enough to hold up against all the other companions that we already know and love.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and it would have there would have been a lot of pushback from the community if we just ended up with like Fox 2.0. Right.
1: Right. People it doesn't make Fox like, special
0: anymore. Right. If people would have been like, wait, wait, didn't we already have a super mutant? Isn't it basically the same? Um, and that's one of the, one of the wonderful things about these stories is when you do come across a super mutant who is different and who has a distinct personality, because so many of them are like, I like I said, they kind of just mutate into the same person over and over and over again. Um, so to have a, uh, uh, the leader of the Nightkin, what was, what was, uh, I believe it was a her. Um, I'm I'm losing all the names. I, this is why I do research before I, I talk about episodes because they all fall out of my brain. Uh, but uh, she, uh, he, it was insane and unique because of that. Every time you come across a super mutant who has a unique personality, it's very notable and and noticeable because it it stands out because they are mm-hmm. different from everyone else around them.
1: Right, and even though Strong, for example, has a pretty generic super mutant personality. He has this fixation that differentiates him. He cares about something that stems from a Shakespeare play. It doesn't sound very super mutant. So it's interesting. It's one of the first things that you learn about him. Right. Other, other than that, um, his name is Strong. And it goes almost without saying that's what he cares about, is being strong. Um, and he absolutely, you know, this long list of likes and dislikes that we keep referencing 100% has to do with how strong he thinks you are. And if he considers someone to be weak, he wants to destroy them. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a very super mutant trait, right? Like the, the strong survive the weak don't deserve to survive. They do well,
1: super mutants when they were first created, as far as, you know, as far as I know, and we talked about this a little bit in the, um, what it would be like to live in fought one. Mm-hmm. They were built to be perfect. They're supposed to get rid of all the problems that normal humans would have. So they're supposed to be able to fend for themselves. And, you know, if that means that looking at everything else that is weak or lesser than them, I don't know, it means looking down on things. And that's what elevates them above everything else. Then that's just what they have to convince themselves <laughs> of, you know? That's a do. It's what their wiring
0: is. Right, right. And Mothman's Ranger says in here, they're also supposed to be super soldiers. So um, right. violence, uh, non-compassion, being able to see things as black and white, something's an enemy, mm-hmm. therefore it dies. Um, it's very simple. Uh, no, <laughs> no hemming and hawing, no debating about what to do. Just you take it out and that's what you do. So, very you look at simple. the
1: world... Through a simple black and white lens, it's really easy if everyone is on one side of that equation to other everything else. But in turn, you won't have conflict, hopefully, between the people who agree on the same thing, which would, again, lead to them being perfect because they're not going to conflict. Except for the fact that they do sometimes conflict and they are conflicting when you first meet Strong, where he is being held hostage, essentially.
0: Because he, he's different and the, the others know that he's different. hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, he loves the way that super live, though. So even though he is different, ideally, I think for Strong, he would like to go back to the super society, I guess you could put it, um, as the strongest version of himself. But he sees value in being with humans in a way that other super mutants don't. Where Strong wants to become the strongest. He wants to become the most perfect. And he realizes that in order to do that, he needs to step outside of just what super mutants do in order to be better and learn from the people around him. So if he just stays with super his whole life, all he will know is what super do, how they act. And even though he sticks up pretty intensely to their values, he would never know how to fight like a, like a human, perhaps. And he does care a lot about the way humans mm-hmm. fight.
0: Yeah, it's... It's interesting because the supermoons that you come across often like you said they look down on humans humans are weaker humans are and they think anything they don't like is dumb right you idiot you know like that kind of stuff um but the fact that strong realizes that the humans um he must have had interactions with humans where they outsmarted him or they out uh fought him with the equipment that they had or something to realize that like, even though these things look smaller and weaker than we are, something about them makes them stronger than us mm-hmm. sometimes. And so there's something there to uh, capitalize on.
2: Uh, absolutely. Um, and he, you know, this ties into his. Oh, I lost. I lost her. Hi, chat.
0: Sorry. Oh wait, there you are. Yeah, your camera your camera disappears. The whole
1: Discord as not as a whole completely disappeared for me.
0: I'm back. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. She's coming back.
2: Hello. Oh. There you are. Welcome back. Thank you. All right. So
0: sorry. Go go on with what you were saying.
1: So I was gonna start talking about the milk of human kindness.
0: Um Yeah, let's talk let's talk about the the milky milk. Right. Let's talk about let's talk about the dairy of human compassion. So
1: in your first <laughs> When you're first introduced to Strong, (laughs) you also meet Rex, um, who's the one who sent out the distress call. He is just a human, but he and Strong have spent some time together. And Rex is the one, I believe, that tells you about Strong's obsession with the milk of human kindness. And has promised Strong that if they make it out of there, he will help him find it.
0: Yeah, Rex is an interesting character.
1: I actually don't know much about him. I, um... I watched some more gameplay where if you talk to him outside of that, when he's just doing radio related things,
0: Mm -hmm. I I
1: watched a little bit of him there, but I actually, I don't know much about him personally.
0: There isn't, there isn't a whole lot to know. Um, He doesn't have a ton of dialogue in the game outside of uh, when you find him and Mm -hmm. later on at at the radio station. Um, But this idea that he was willing to teach strong And that for some reason, and I guess he's just relying on the things that he has experience with. For some reason, he's teaching him using Shakespearean metaphor. (laughs) Like, is kind of ridiculous. Because why would you ever think a super mutant would understand Shakespearean metaphor? How does that make any sense? And maybe, maybe there's some sort of connection there to strong listening to the radio plays. And being a fan of the radio plays and then Rex was just kind of like continued talking about it or something. And Strong was like, "Ooh, milk of human kindness. What is this? You know, that, you know, like and just right. decided, and like latched on to it because it sounded like a thing that, you know, was like a, a magic potion that gave humans the abilities that he doesn't have or something. You know, like who knows what was he going through his did. yeah this. specifically <laughs> through his like super mutant mm-hmm. mind. But sorry, go ahead.
1: Yeah, oh, he um he wants to find the milk of human kindness, and uh the milk of human kindness, if you are familiar with it, is not about being strong. If anything, it's the exact opposite. So in Shakespeare's play Macbeth, um Lady Macbeth and Macbeth are two of the, the central characters. Um one is a lady and one is not. That's the one difference. <laughs> is one is a
0: lady, one is a lord.
1: <laughs> um yep. and Macbeth has received a prophecy. Essentially saying that he will become king. But the problem is that there is already a king in power and that in order to become king, he would have to dethrone him. And Lady Macbeth.
0: Always a king in in
2: the way.
1: Always a king in the way. Lady Macbeth tells um, Macbeth that she doesn't believe that he is strong enough. Um, Essentially saying, and I have the quote here, actually. uh, Yet do I fear thy nature. It is too full of the milk of human kindness to catch the nearest way. Which, mm. if you don't read Shakespeare, means um, I do if you see speak, you... If
0: you don't speak 15th century uh, Shakespeare <laughs> English.
1: <laughs> Actually, I happen to be a really giant Shakespeare fan, which is, I guess, problematic sometimes. Some people have beef with Shakespeare. I enjoy it. I think that... His, I think that Hamlet is great. It's really funny. It's also
0: yeah. very tragic. Hamlet was always one of my favorites.
1: Yeah, it's, it's great. And I acted mm-hmm. in a Shakespeare play once. <laughs> so I'm a big fan. And so this essentially translates to, even though I see that you are ambitious and I do believe that you can achieve this, you're too full of the things that make us human, like empathy and kindness, to catch the nearest way or like, you know, move forward with this plan.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Which completely conflicts with how strong has taken this quote because <laughs> uh-huh. he believes that this milk of human kindness perhaps just from seeing the rest of the story, you know, where lots of lots of very intense and violent things happen, which strong would consider to be ideal. He would think that Macbeth actually is a character to look up to and in turn turn him being too full of the milk of human kindness into being Strong <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah, it's a it's a funny twist on it, for sure.
1: yeah. There's a few ironies here, um even outside of that. So of course, the first one is that he has completely misrepresented what this means and Rex, despite I don't know he fully corrects him, but he definitely isn't entertaining it in the sense that it is the right interpretation of the text, but he is leading him on and letting him think that this is something that he can find. Which is awful, but if that's what's keeping Rex alive is this attachment that Strong has to him, it makes sense.
0: Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 totally, totally. Like I'm just <laughs> gonna, you're if you're if you're latching onto this, I'm gonna let you do it because, buddy, that's gonna keep me here. So let's keep right. let's keep doing that. <laughs> yeah, for sure.
1: Rex has become of use to him if he thinks that he can take him to this milk.
0: Right. Yes. Yeah. It, it's a MacGuffin that's going to forward <laughs> his own existence into the future.
1: Right. Absolutely. Um, And then in Shakespeare, when uh, Lady Macbeth talks about it, people who read it even now can get confused from that line. So you don't have to be a super mutant to be confused. There's lots of people who would argue that (laughs) this milk of human kindness is something that would be a good thing. And what's so tragic about Macbeth is that this milk of human kindness is nowhere to be found everyone Mm -hmm. is cutting each other's throats and betraying each other. And I mean, they genuinely murder each other. And that's a common theme in lots of Shakespeare texts. So probably why Strong likes them so much is because everyone
2: is chopping out whoever they think is weak. Yeah, that's a solid point. For sure. Um, So it makes a lot of sense that Strong would be able to get it so wrong. (laughs)
1: Uh, and maybe it also stems from not having a lot of experience with humans beyond these stories that he's heard or the radio show, because if what he knows as a super mutant is acts of violence and fighting, and if that's mm-hmm. what he's seen from humans, because humans are often fighting super mutants when they do come in contact, and then right. he's read these books, if that is the entire breadth of his knowledge on how people work, what else is there for him to think? <laughs>
0: Yeah, yeah, and what's what's funny about that is that I guess that's different than a lot of the the super Mutants tend to. I mean, they argue with each other. They call each other funny names. Like if you sneak up on a super mutant camp, you know, they're like, uh, "You idiots! There's no noise over there." Ugh. You know, like they they, mm-hmm. they call each other names and stuff. But maybe there's less of this whole like usurping each other's station thing going on because they like we go back earlier they were designed to be soldiers so maybe in and among themselves they they know their place in and among the ranks of the supermunes, and they don't strive for more they just do what they're told and they complain and mumble and and yell at each other but for the most part there there maybe isn't a, a lot of infighting um that's probably something that's rare and this isn't something i've really thought about I'd have to play through some of the games and just see if that's a thing. But I can't think of a situation other than something like Strong being, um, you know, like captured and needing saving because the rest of the super mutants decided that he didn't fit in anymore. Um, I can't think of situations where there's, you know, there was infighting among groups of super mutants who are all part of the same group. So seeing that as a uniquely human thing would be a very interesting connection. And maybe maybe misunderstanding the milk of human kindness as the ability for to infight and usurp your place from other people (laughs) in order to become more powerful is actually what he's getting at.
1: Yeah, for Strong, that would be a game changer. If he can turn against other super mutants and become the ultimate super mutant, uh, you know, what else would he need out of life?
2: Right, right.
1: It is interesting that he does spend a lot of time with humans. You know, he becomes a companion. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he, he, though misguided, does see the value in learning from other people. It's something that you don't see really from almost any other super mutant. It's what makes him stand out. It, it's what makes him interesting to play with. Um, and the milk of human kindness. of course, you never really find the milk, although I think they added... Yeah. They updated it once. There's a patch I think that then did include milk for a bit. I could be wrong,
0: but oh, I don't know about this. I, I, I think heard that about they've this. they've yeah. included
1: milk, and I think you can get it. Um, maybe it's just a mod.
0: Maybe I'm totally there is mistaken. A, there is a mod with uh, super mutant armor that looks like. Pieces from like the milk machines that were built for oh, like a super mutant to wear. Um, and it's, it's kind of modded in so that you can actually finish a quest line to get that for strong. Um, and it looks ridiculous. Is absolutely, you guys should go look this up. Um, if I find it again, I'll, I'll share a link. Um, yeah, it, it is pretty ridiculous. But outside of that, I don't know of any actually finding milk of human kindness, uh, reward or, Quest line of, of any sort, uh, which is kind of unfortunate because having Strong along, I, I, I did keep him along with me for a while, hoping that some quest line would open up at some point where we mm-hmm. can go and, you know, find the milk of human kindness or there was some sort of an event that, you know, created some revelation in Strong's, you know, understanding of things like maybe he ends up in a situation and you save him and and your character says something like you know he says something like why you save me strong weak you know and then your character goes strong this is the milk of human kindness this is what what makes us strong and and then he goes oh you help each other you stronger together than separate you know or something like that and then all of a sudden he changes just like any of the other companions who finally open up and, and have sort of development when they reach a certain point in the in the questline. Mm-hmm. Um uh, that that was uh, that'd be totally an opportunity, but they didn't they didn't take it.
1: I think it would be difficult to pull off um I guess depending on how long you actually spend time with strong because part of his core values have to do with putting down people who are weaker than you. And mm-hmm. he doesn't seem to like any other form of kindness between people. So even though he's obsessed with human kindness, right. he doesn't he doesn't really approve of you helping people. Um, yeah. When but you, see,
0: so many of the other companions come out of their funk when you prove to them that you are kind and giving without ever expecting things back. That mm-hmm. happens uh, for multiple companions that you you help you help them. I'm just here to help you out. I just want what's best for you. Like those kinds of conversations happen enough, and then you act on it enough, and eventually they. You, you continue your you know that, that's where you get to romance them or whatever um, but that could have been a turning point for Strong so like, for it to click
1: I don't think he has any concept of when you can or should help someone because
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know there are instances where he dislikes you helping someone or a creature when you return um, if you find the the Big scary monster.
0: The big scary the death, uh, death claw.
1: When you find Dang. the death claw egg and you want to re- uh-huh. return it to its <laughs> nest, right? He doesn't like that. If you have him with you for that, he doesn't like it. He doesn't like if you heal dog meat. So it's not just with other people. He doesn't like when you really help anyone else. Although he likes sharing, he approves of if you give things to people and trade items with people. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't like when you actually help people. And I don't think he just ha- I don't think he has any concept of what helping people even really means i think that for him it doesn't make any sense to assist anyone else because his goal is to just become the greatest
0: it's 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 all self-centered yeah i, I think maybe you're right maybe he is limited by that um uh, so there's there's uh, so part of this i, I can, i'm I want the games at some point to allow you to play as characters who are different than humans, including things like super mutants. But in order to do that, you would need a group of super mutants that are not as limited as, say, somebody like Strong is in those ways. Mm-hmm. You know, they can work together. They 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 can learn kindness and those kinds of things. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. I would love an update to something like Fallout 76 that allows you to build a character or for your character to mutate or something over time and become a ghoul or a super mutant. And that's that's a thing you can do, just like in other games. So, you know, for example, uh, Elder Scrolls Online, you start out as, you know, a Nord or a Dunmer or whatever, and then you could become a vampire or a werewolf. You know, there, there's some way to actually change your character into something else. Mm-hmm. That could be a way to do that as well. I think that would be really cool. There's cats running around I in the background. So sorry. Yes. no, it's it's totally fine. It's Totally fine. Um, but yeah. Uh, so what else? What else do you have about strong?
1: Another thought about um, you know kindness and him not liking actual kindness. If he wants to murder people that are weaker than him, I propose that maybe he sees that as an act of kindness. Maybe he believes that if you are weak, you are not fit to live in, in the wasteland at all. And that by murdering you and taking you out of that, he's like essentially taking you out of your misery. Mm-hmm. To him, that might be an act of kindness in itself.
0: Mercy killing, yeah. Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. But I don't maybe. think he thinks that deeply about it, but you could justify it. Like It seems like a post hoc justification. You know, like... Mm-hmm. oh he was doing the right thing because really he was helping someone out who wouldn't have been able to get out of the situation you know and it's like mm, no he just thinks that they're weak and deserve to die mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's, he's not thinking about it more than that yeah yeah
2: that'd be my guess on that one i, don't, I other than that um as of right now no <laughs>
0: Okay, cool, cool. Well, th- uh, th- some very interesting thoughts about Strong. Um, if you guys haven't played Fallout 4 or found Strong, uh, go find him. He's, he is an interesting character to have along with you, um, but he is a little bit limited compared to some of the other companions. I would love to hear some of your thoughts and things on the uh, Fallout Lorecast uh, Discord channel if you guys want to jump in and share with us. So let's move on to the middle of the show. Hello there, old chat. Good to see another of General Atomic's finest still eager to serve. So I mentioned this at the beginning of the episode. We have some new patrons this month to thank and welcome aboard. This is something I've been doing uh, monthly rather than weekly. Um, So let's just go through the list. We have uh, Jim, just, just Jim. Welcome to the Patreon, Uh, Kenneth R. and Rika. Welcome, welcome, welcome. I'm glad you guys are here. Thank you for signing up and supporting the show. We are closer and closer to sitting above that $400 a month uh, number. Once we get above that number, then we will be giving out a reward package. And depending on the level you are at changes the number of opportunities, number of chances you have to win that package. It'll be things like t-shirts and stickers and things. And our winner last time was actually Aperture Flash, who uh, is uh, one of our tier four patrons who was regularly on the show. And he got a bunch of t-shirts and, and things in the mail. It takes a little while to get them printed and shipped out, but that those will be the rewards. So the higher the tier you are, the more chances you have in, think of it as like raffle tickets to to get the uh the rewards. so we're actually very close um at the beginning of every month all the billing and stuff goes out so let me see we're at 383 dollars right now so just a few more patrons will push us over the top and if we stay at that level for the next month that means that we'll be giving out rewards so if you want to be on board for that then now's your chance to jump on at 500 dollars, the stretch goal was for me to get a fallout tattoo to commemorate Fallout Lorecast. And I'm not a tattoo wearing dude. Like these arms, these arms are clean. Uh, but you I'm can thinking i get.
1: Somewhere you wouldn't notice it.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking I'll put it up on a shoulder, you know, somewhere that you can actually see it if I took my shirt off. But, um, you know, I can maintain my professional identity otherwise. Um, so uh, that would be really cool to hit that number at some point. So that's, that's the hope. Um, also, we have some new reviews to read out and uh let's see let's just go back through them real quick uh in the last month we have um brumlord from the united states who wrote shi don't know what that means five stars Love the show. I think it would be interesting to explore the West Coast more. I think it has more interesting lore, especially the she. Oh, the she in San Francisco. I didn't read the rest of the thing. And maybe <laughs> some thoughts on whether they have been absorbed by the NCR. Thoughts. Uh, thanks for creating quality con- Fallout content in this COVID wasteland. Yes. Uh, you are very welcome to that. I hope you've enjoyed some of the Fallout 1 stuff that we've been doing over the last month or so. Um, we came back to Fallout 4 to talk about Strong. I don't know where we're going next time, Lainey, but we'll you know be figuring that out all right let's and thank you again for the review these really really do help um then we have medic moon from the u.s who writes just what i asked for i was in a fallout mood a few weeks ago and i took a chance and typed fallout in the search bar and this show this show popped up boy have i been missing out this show exactly is exactly what i was looking for and robots is a perfect host my commute just got a whole lot easier well thank you so much for that then we have Ravenod from the United States who writes, A megaton of awesome information. Five stars. As someone who lives for lore, this podcast has been the greatest asset I've found for getting caught up on the games, and I didn't get a chance to play as well as fill in gaps in my knowledge from the games I have played. I love the relaxed tone and feel this podcast has for discussing these insane and often dark topics. Yes, very true. If you're just taking your first steps out of the vault, this is the podcast for you. Well, thank you, Ravenod. I do appreciate that. Um, Two more left. We have George GT from Canada. Hello, America's hat. Who writes, amazing podcast, five stars. Love the podcast. So glad I found this. I love learning more and more about the Fallout world. Well, thank you very much, George. And then we have Flaming (laughs) seamen from the United States. uh, Touche is not the right word, but uh, Got to see where you're going with that Uh, a must listen for fallout fans five stars first of all, I cannot stress the quality of this podcast enough everything from content to tone is great Thank you, Tom for scratching that fallout itch while I'm at work. Keep up the good work. Cheers. Awesome. Thank you flaming Um, and if you are listening to this on a podcatcher leaving a rating and review would be extremely helpful the ones I can get through the aggregation process are on itunes that's also one is still one of the most popular podcatchers out there those really help but even if you're listening on stitcher or some other location leaving a rating or review is also very very helpful for making sure that people know what to get on the show and that it's actually a good show that people will like and that kind of thing so very very much appreciated thank you everyone for doing that all right i'm going to stop yarming your ear off and let's get to the end of the episode
2: if you have Questions about Nuka World? I'd be delighted to answer them.
0: So here we are at the end of the episode, Lainey. Thanks you. Thank you again for that really awesome uh, it, <sighs> discovery. Isn't the word exploration? That's probably the better word of uh, strong in Fallout Four. Um, I did you. You never took him as a companion. Was he no, not one of your I... go-to's?
1: I really only played with Piper and uh, Nick Valentine, which I think a lot of people do. So I didn't really explore other companions all that much.
0: Interesting. Yeah, I used I used Piper, I used Nick, I used um, uh who else did I use regularly? Kate? Uh Curie? I thought Curie was really cool. Um the quest line with her. The ones that I didn't I used Strong? I didn't use some of um some of the other ones though like uh uh we just talked about him the the ghoul um uh, Hancock, Hancock. I, I didn't I should have I should have used Hancock more I need to go back through and and do that as well I you know what I need to do is get back to my playthrough of I was doing a <laughs> a grenade only playthrough which is ridiculous and it's very difficult and I've gotten through uh to about the end game um in fact i i'm gonna have to put up a video where i take all the all the playthroughs and kind of consolidate them into like a short version but um i definitely got into the institute and met father and gave him a grenade and backed up and just blew him (laughs) up and then left because that was like the fastest way through that part of the game um Yeah, Because I wasn't going to go help the Institute. It's not the fastest playthrough, right? And so I'm at the end game and I'm severely lacking resources and levels and things in order to kind of finish that off. Uh, Maybe I need to go find another companion to help me do that. So maybe I'll go find Hancock or something. Um, So that's that's what I'm doing with that. Um, (laughs) Chat, I would love uh, if you guys have any questions for us when we get to the end of these episodes to go ahead and throw them in chat. Um, So do you have any... Any uh, current or future plans for diving back into Fallout? I've can been trying
1: thinking about it.
0: Yeah, Chad, I've been trying to get her to play Seventy Six. I told her I would buy it for her. Uh, I gave her an old laptop, and it's starting to be really crappy. So she needs to go fix it so that she, she can use it. It has a, a graphics card in it, so she could play games. I'm trying to get her to play Seventy Six with us. I can play us.
1: games on the laptop that we have. That do that. It does work.
0: Well, then maybe <laughs> you need to get Seventy Six. Maybe I do. Maybe I've been do.
1: diving back into um, Elder Scrolls Oblivion a lot.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So mm-hmm. that's been fun. But I actually, when researching for Strong, was thinking a lot about how I hadn't played much with him or the other companions. And I'd like to go back now. It's been a couple of years since I've last played Fallout 4 and really right. explore things that I never really did or see if I have new thoughts about it. Because when I originally played a lot of the Fallout games, I was really young. So I think it'll be it'll be a good experience, maybe just nostalgic, even if I don't really get much else out of it. But I've always loved Fallout.
0: I think you should explore some of the extra content that you didn't get a chance to play before. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that it would actually be really interesting to get your perspective on some of that content, even if it's stuff that I've already talked about uh, with individual episodes on the show to kind of revisit it a little bit and get your perspective on it, I think might be really interesting because, um, you know, for the last year and a half, almost two years now, I've, this has been my perspective on, on all this stuff. Um, and you know, I'm a much older adult than you are mm-hmm. and I'm so old, everybody. I'm am an ancient man. Um, I'm not, I'm not that old guys, uh, but I am an older adult and I'm male and I have my perspective on these things and it would be really neat to have a younger adult female perspective on the same kinds of content. Um, one of the things that our community specifically around this podcast, um, that, that I really enjoy about our community is that they are so, so diverse. We have so many people from different backgrounds, different perspectives, and, um, it, it, you know, I, I that's one of the reasons why I enjoy the patron episode so much is that I get I get those perspectives. I get to see what these people think. So, yeah, I highly recommend it. Like jump back in. Try spending some time with strong. We'll see what you think about it. I and mean, chances are you'll you kind of know what you're going to think He's going to yell at you when you don't eat people or <laughs> something. But, um, you know, just get back in there and, and see what it's like.
1: Yeah, mate. And I think I'll play differently than I, I normally do. I tend to play games. I just stealth through every game I've ever played my whole life. I think mm-hmm. so. Playing it differently would be a challenge for me, but it's a challenge I think is worth it.
0: Yeah, you could go a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more, you know, in your face mm-hmm. kind of build. But you, you could totally do that. Um, yeah, it's definitely possible. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us again for this episode of the Fall Lorecast Live. Again, we are at twitchtv radio Lainey. How can people get a hold of you if, if they want to chat you, chat you up and try to convince you to play 76 with us?
1: Uh, right now, I'm on Discord <laughs> as Neos Pandora, N E O S P A N D O R A.
0: That's yeah. the easiest so, way to reach me. Right. So, everyone who's listening right now needs to go into Discord and at Neos Pandora and say, hey, play 76 with us. It might hey, work. You know, <laughs> speaking of, speaking of 76, I, I jumped in uh, to Universal's stream um, today and on Friday and got to judge Fashion Wars, which is a thing that we do in 76 where everybody wears costumes. It was superhero day today. There were some good costumes. It was some really awesome stuff. Um, so, yeah, you, you need to join us for that as well. Um, OK, everybody, you know how to reach me. Follow Orcast pretty much everywhere at Follow Orcast on Twitter, um, Robots Radio, other places, RobotsRadio.net. Yeah, we're having some connection things. But thank you, everybody, for joining in. We will see you next time on the Fall Overcast Live. Until then, stay safe in the wasteland, and uh, hopefully you can find your milk of human kindness. Good luck. See you guys later plug into everything else we're doing, check out robotsradio.net. Also, look up the Robots Radio YouTube for videos about Fallout and other things. And check us out on Twitter, twitter.com slash robotsradio. This podcast was brought to you in part by our patrons at patreon.com slash including our Tier 5 patrons. Thank you so much to Firewriter for supporting the show. Also, if you're interested in business inquiries, advertising on the show, or applying to be a podcast on the Robots Radio Network, send me a message at falloutlorecast at gmail.com or robotsnetwork at gmail.com